this week on the Sportnado. Eli Manning caught red-handed. We're forced to talk about the NHL playoffs for at least a little bit. And the NBA playoffs have begun, so we're going to get into all of it right now on the Sportnado with Grant and Jonathan. That's right. And why are we talking about the NHL playoffs? Well, we had a little contest, didn't we, Grant? I think we did. I'm pretty sure we had a little contest. I think we did. We did. I'm oh. actually here to confirm it. Okay, we did. good. We had one. All right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was a bracket contest. We had some entries. There was a lot of, you know, shuffling of places throughout the thing. You know, it's, it's a, gotta remember it's a sprint, buddy. It's not a marathon. It's a what, sprint. What are you doing? <laughs> what do you mean? So hockey hockey guy Patrick, whose name infers that he might like hockey a little bit, won the bracket, which yeah. meant he get got to co produce the show. Yeah. Um he didn't really give us some, the material for a whole show, he gave us the material for a segment. Yeah, which is and fine. That's good. Yeah, but, and the segment it'll be pretty obvious, I guess, because it'll be the hockey segment, and it's not just hockey, perhaps, but there's an extra added benefit and bonus yeah, for great. listeners. Yeah, which is he asked that we do it in Midwestern accents. Yeah, well, I don't know. Can you do a Midwestern accent? We're gonna find out. I'm not. I'm sure. gonna do a Chicago accent. I'm from Chicago. I think yeah. I can pull it off. You're gonna be fine, and I may bail on that halfway through. We're gonna see, but I'm gonna at least start. I think it's gonna change my personality too. I think when I do oh, my good. Chicago accent, I'm gonna probably adopt like a, everybody who doesn't like hockey is a piece of shit tone. And, That's good. Yeah, I think I'm probably gonna do that. Oh, I lo- I'm loving it. I'm loving it. That's yeah. totally how that should go. Yeah. Excellent. So, hockey, Patrick. We really hope you enjoy your episode of the Sportnado, my yeah. friend. Congratulations. Yeah, you did. You deserved it. I believe you locked it up before we even started playing the final four. Like I said, it's a sprint, not a marathon. Well said. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, all right. So uh, anything else we need to uh, do? Any business we need to uh, take care of before we get into quarter yeah, number give one? Me, give me $5. Yeah, okay. Sure. For business. Sure. For business purposes. Yeah. It's weird that you only asked for five dollars. Like, why? I'm, I'm shooting. Why I'm shooting for what I can get. Low hanging fruit, I yeah. guess. Right. I may just give it to you. Yeah. Just no. do it. I mean, we'll see. We're on the air. There. Everybody's waiting. <laughs> <laughs> the pressure is pretty intense. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Um, all right. So this sweating. is how this this is how this show works. We are, of course, the Sportnado with Grant and Jonathan. Actually, we're just Sportnado, and uh, we do four quarters of sports talk action and uh, stuff like that. We always talk about headliners first, and that's going to be Eli Manning. I'll just break the uh, seal on that one. Going to talk a little NBA. Usually we talk NFL, but this time it's the wild card Hockey Guy Patrick segment instead. Which is good because there's not much to talk about in the NFL right no, now. No, I mean, we could force ourselves. I mean, we, yeah. actually, our headliner is an NFL. That's story, true. So I guess there yeah. is. And uh, the final segment is always Let the Grant Fix It, where I post sports dilemmas to Grant, and he does his best to come up with fun and creative fixes. So look out for that one. I'm, I'm afraid. He never knows what those are going to be. He knows what everything else is ahead of time. Yep. So here we go. Let's get into it. It's quarter number one. It's time to talk about Eli. As everybody's suspicions were confirmed, Eli Manning is a piece of shit. I don't... I was That's not. the headline. <laughs> Just like everybody thought but couldn't prove, Eli Manning is a real piece of shit. I thought he was probably... New York okay. Times headline. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was probably an okay guy, actually. I was surprised to find out. That, it's that he's kind uh, of bad. a very rich man from a very rich family, and he's duping all the fans. That's what he's doing. He's duping them. Yeah. So I mean, let me not... give you a little info on how Go he's duping it. them. Go for so, it. So Manning has a contract with memorabilia dealer Steiner Sports to provide items such as helmets and jerseys that were used in games to be sold to collectors. Manning, of course, gets a portion of the proceeds. Of course. According to court documents, Manning's business manager, Alan Zucker, sent a two-time Super Bowl champ an email April 27, 2010, asking for some game-used equipment to send to Steiner. This is from ESPN, by the way. Okay. Later that day, Manning got an email from Skiba. I don't know what Skiba is. That must have been from previously in the article. Yeah, I guess uh, we didn't read the whole thing, I guess did that's we? a guy who works for Steiner. Okay. Um, asking what kind of items he needed. No, no, that's Skiba is the New York Giants equipment manager. That's ah, who he is. there you asking go. Asking Eli what kind of items he needed. Manning responded in an email, two helmets that can pass as game used. That is it, Eli. So That's a big deal. That sentence is a really yeah. big deal. Let's be clear. Two helmets that can pass as game used. So they're selling stuff, Eli's helmets, 
claiming they were in games, which means they can charge way more money yeah, for them, yep. and they were not actually in games. Right. And Eli's behind that. Eli knows it's happening, is in fact requesting it to happen. Yeah, he's not saying two game-used helmets. Right, and he's not even saying like just two helmets and didn't know that it had gone that way, right? He's part of this, which is the weird part. So... Um, it's, yeah, the plaintiff's lawyer who are suing these guys said the email represents, and I quote, direct evidence that Manning knowingly gave fraudulent helmets to Steiner for sale to fans, end quote. Right, and That's this is bad. in strong dichotomy with how the NFL represents Eli Manning. This past year, he was presented, along with Larry Fitzgerald, the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Right. That's not for being a piece of shit. That's for being a good guy who helps the community and whatnot. He might be a guy who helps the community. He might be. I mean, yeah, he might do some good things. But what's this about? I mean, so let let's get into it a little bit here. We got, you know, we got some time. So I guess my first question is assuming this is all true and it's just the way it looks, which is reasonable to guess, yeah. right? So let's let's assume this is real. Um, and it isn't some weird mistake. I mean, the Gi- the Giants have already claimed, the, and I quote, the email was taken out of context. I'm not sure how you could take it out of context. Me neither. That's possible. That sounds like a LeVar Ball thing to say. It does. Yeah. It does. And anytime John Rocker might have said that, you know, right after he talked about how bad Asian women drivers are. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, or the subway quotes. Ooh. It's bad stuff. Yeah. It's bad stuff. So um, anyway. So, assuming this is real and true, maybe the first question is, how bad do you think this is? Let's start with that. How about, I got a second question to follow up with, but let's start with how bad is this really? I think it's hard to tell with the NFL. Do you mean how bad is this from a moral standpoint that, as observers, or how bad are the consequences going to be for Eli? Let's start with just how bad is it from a moral perspective. So, there's like different things we see happen in the NFL that, that we see as bad, like Greg Hardy's a classic example right. we bring up all the time. He beat the shit out of his girlfriend many, yeah. many times in bad ways. He continued to play in the NFL. He did serve a long suspension. Um, there's much more domestic violence we've seen. Tom Brady, obviously, was suspended for four games. There's a lot of stuff yeah. around Deflategate. There's been other things, too. The Atlanta Falcons piped in crowd noise. I think they lost a fifth-round draft pick last year. So where does this fall? Not in terms of what the consequences should be. That's my second question. Yeah. The first question, just in your mind, how bad is this on the spectrum of these kinds of things? All right. I believe it's middling. Okay. And um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it kind of in a sandwich the worst are the Greg Hardys, the Ray Rices, Adrian Peterson, Ray Carruth. Doing harm to others. Doing harm to... Significant harm. Significant harm to others on purpose. Yeah, yeah. right. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, the second worst are Leonard Little and Dante Stallworth, who killed people while driving while intoxicated. I'm not sure that really happened with Dante Stallworth. I feel like there's that's not exactly what happened. I can't remember anymore, though. I thought that's what happened with okay, him. Okay, maybe you're right. Yeah. Bad things happen with him. I know that. But go on. Yeah. I think this is the next one. Okay. I think um, this is not as bad. This is worse than piping in crowd noise yes. and deflate gate. And, I mean, let's forget about deflate gate for a second. Okay. Let's talk about one that everybody can agree is bad, spy gate. Sure. So this is worse than piping in crowd noise or spy gate, in my opinion. Interesting. Why because is it? Sorry, go ahead. Because I think it matters more to keep a good relationship, a fair relationship with the fans than it does to try to gain a competitive advantage. I I think Hmm. from my moral perspective with the way the sport interacts with the country, I care more about the athletes and the people involved not fucking with the people they're trying to get money from. Yeah. Whereas they're just trying to gain a competitive advantage within that system where they're doing the cheating spygate type stuff. Which in some ways is well, you could say it's not it's not right and you don't want it to happen. Right. It is to be expected and in fact it wouldn't be surprising at all if every team tried to cheat at least, yeah. whether they succeeded or not, right? Where does this where does Bounty Gate fall? Yeah, that's a good question. I think I think this is probably not as bad as Bounty Gate because of the physical harm aspect of yeah. Bounty Gate. Although it is a competitive advantage thing, but it's a competitive advantage involving physically harming other players. Yeah, going back to like intentionally doing it. Yeah, harm. so I think Bounty Gate is like the one tier worse than this one, but this is kind of in the middle and then and then there's the strategic cheating and then there's like the, the strategic cheating that everybody thinks is kind of stupid like the flake gate which is right like, which which like and then, oh and then there's like the drug use and stuff which is the whatever. most in the clear in my mind yeah of course yeah of course um yeah i would argue the strategic cheating probably uh, many people have argued this whether it's entirely fair to say or not probably done by most if not all of nfl yeah. teams 
a lot of the time, and if it isn't like maybe they're not all deflating balls, but certainly a lot of them are, and the ones that aren't are probably doing other stuff. I'm sure the Patriots weren't the only team like you know videotaping right. practice stuff. They got caught. Fair enough. They're supposed to pay the price. I got no problem with that with Spygate. Yeah, but like. Is it really that big a deal? By the way, you also are allowed to even film that. They were just filming from the wrong place, by the way. Right. So what, <laughs> do you agree with me where I put this? In? Actually, it's exactly where I would have put it, too. Yeah. I think it is worse than Deflategate. Even if Deflategate's real, which I have lots of questions about, but right. even if we say that that's a true thing that happened, um, to me, this is absolutely worse. Eli intentionally defrauding the fans of the sport yeah. as opposed to— like Aaron Rodgers has come out and said he also likes the balls deflated, you yeah. know. And, and like uh, lots of quarterbacks say, of course everyone does that, you know. And it feels like well, it's sort of like a look the other way but thing. I think most that's of the why time. I think Spygate's a better example. There's less controversy over that. I agree, but, but you think this is worse than Spygate? I do, but I th- I think it's a little bit closer. But I do think it's still worse because it's because it's also like a player defrauding the fans as yeah. like a star player. It'd be one thing if it was like the game manager doing it. That would feel like much less of a thing to me. Like, it's, that sucks, but you sort of expect that. It's not only deception. It's also fraud. Yeah. And it, it's financial fraud as well. Like, he's selling assets to be sold later, you know, the, yeah. and then they're false. Right. I mean, yeah. Eli is profiting from this. Let's yeah. be clear. And the thing I don't get is Eli makes a lot of money. Yeah. Why is he doing this? This is like a tiny blip on his radar. He makes tons of money. I mean, how much are these game-worn helmets really going for? I mean, are they going for... Let's pretend they're going for two thousand dollars, which sounds like a lot of money and he for a probably game gets, what, Thirty percent of it. Let's say if, so if that. Let's say he gets half of it. So he's doing this for a thousand dollars. He wouldn't even notice if that didn't. Yeah. If they didn't get paid. Why? Maybe. Maybe in his mind, this is the, something that everybody does and has always done, and it's nothing to think about. Maybe yeah. that's what. Just like what I was sort of arguing for, like the Deflategate type of stuff. Right. Maybe this is the same thing in his mind. But yeah. wow. You're making like $20 million a year. Your family is richer than your, – your brother, who no one's heard of, is the richest of all of you. Like, you yourself are super rich. What is going on? By the way, Eli's going to have a long career after playing if he wants one. Yeah. Like, until now. Maybe not anymore. Maybe not anymore. But well, Ray like, Lewis actually got to be on TV for a while after. That is true, but, but re- he was he was acquitted or not right. even, not even charged. There was no there was yeah. no smoking gun, even though everyone knows. Like come yeah. on, everyone knows that right. Ray Lewis totally had something to do with all that. It yeah. was bad. But Eli, this is a smoking gun, and I don't know how he's supposed to get out of it. Okay, so we both agree more or less about how bad this is. Yeah. What do you think? Okay, two questions now. What do you think the NHL should punish him? The and NHL, what will- I don't think, will punish him. <laughs> So you don't think they sh- but should they? I didn't say yeah, will. I think what NHL, should the NHL do? They will make him play goalie for a year. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, seriously, though. The NFL, what should they do and what will they do? Okay. What they will do is beyond me because the history of <laughs> punishments from the NFL are as nonsensical as a sports organization's punishments get. Like the amount of time, the reasons for the punishments, yeah. the repeat offender stuff. Ray Rice, two games. I have no idea. I have no idea what they're going to do. Yeah. I think what they should do, I think this is bad enough they should suspend him eight games. Hmm. Wow. Okay, let me think what they should do. So I, I sort of jumped in my head to what they will do. I have a guess about that. But what they should do, eight games feels like a lot to me. I think the Tom Brady four-game deflategate suspension feels about right to me. But we both agree this is worse. Yeah, but that was a ridiculous suspension. I don't think – I think, like, yes, this is worse, but I think Tom Brady – even if he, even if they're right and he did the things they say he did, which I question, even if that's true, I think four games is ridiculous. I think it's possible we're not even taking this seriously enough and we're yeah. looking at it I'm, – I'm not saying that it's worse than any of the physical violence stuff, but I think it's possible – like, I think a lot of the physical violence stuff should be expulsion immediately. Right. And Fair enough. This is defrauding the fans of your sport financially. Right. What if everyone does this directly though, and we just don't know about it? What if what if this is completely normal and Eli's like, what the hell? Everyone knows that everyone does this. What's going well, on? Well, then he should have been more careful with his verbiage and he has to be the one who falls on the sword. I mean, no matter if everybody does it or not, it's fucked up. I agree, but this sort of goes back to Bounty Gate a little bit for me with the Saints, which yeah. is an everyone does it type of thing. And maybe not yeah. everyone, but almost everyone certainly has done stuff like that. And to pretend like the Saints are these horrible guys and Sean Payton gets right. suspended for a year when Roger Goodell certainly knew that almost every team in the NFL did some version of that seems insane to me. Right? Like, yeah. I think Bounty Gate is bad. I don't think you should be doing that stuff, but come on, I let's mean, not you're, pretend. You're arguing on a slippery slope here where you're saying, like, well, if bad things happen, as long as everybody does the bad things, then we shouldn't care about the bad that's things. That's a good point. No, that's a really good point. I guess, but th- that's, that's fair. But the other side of it is if the culture is such 
that this is considered normal to everyone within the culture, and then suddenly you get susp- like really heavily consequent heavy consequences for it. Yeah, that seems unfair too, right? Like if Eli's aware, and I don't know that he is, but that every his brother did this, everyone's always done it. He's friends with a lot of quarterbacks; they all do it. Everybody does this. No one ever thinks about it. I mean, is it fair that then he gets let's pretend an eight game suspension? That just seems like an incredible amount to me. Yeah, I. No. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I, I, this always struck me with Adrian Peterson, too, where he was the guy who didn't think there was anything wrong with beating his children, right? Yeah. Like, everyone else claims whatever. Oh, she fell down the stairs. Ray, I don't even know what Ray Rice said about his fiance at the time. But, like, that was different to me. And I actually felt like Adrian Peterson got it. Like, he didn't think he was doing anything wrong. And it's now, I mean, the sociopath who kills 10 people might not think he's doing anything wrong. Okay, but there are other people who feel the way Adrian Peterson does, right? Yeah. Lots of people in this country think it's okay to hit your kids. I get that. But, I mean, it's another slippery slope, right? If you had a time machine and a machine gun and you went back to the year 1200 and you went to a town and all of the men were raping all of the women all the time and you had the power to stop it, would you do it? Like, Or would you not? Sure. It, even if just one guy, like, you don't get to stop all the rapes, just one of okay, them. Okay, okay, but there's a difference here, right? The, the, the amount of harm being done to what you, in your story. I know, but it's like, just to, an to, like, These are people who are buying helmets. I know, I know. It, it's, it's, obviously, it's theft. It's, it's theft. Obviously, that's all it's it is. not a fair comparison right. or even close to one. Yeah. But it's something that I, I'm just trying to make a point about the argument of if everybody's doing it, it's okay. Okay, like, no, you're right. That's not an entirely fair argument. Yeah. I agree with that. But I, I'm just saying the culture of it is what is what changes it a little bit. Like if everyone is doing bounty gate, some version of bounty gate or some version of this game, use helmet fake thing. It's and and Goodell knows it. Let's say like yeah. I, I believe Goodell knew about everyone was doing bounty gate, but pretended that wasn't the case. Then to me, it is um, disingenuous to suspend Sean Payton for a year if you're Roger Goodell, if you know yeah. everyone's doing it. I guess you, what you could be doing, though, you could have said, if you had sent out a note to everyone saying, like, everyone's doing this, we know it, fucking stop, otherwise we're really going to come down on the next people we catch, then go for it, you know? I just don't know that that had happened, and I'm not, I'm not aware that... So, so to me, I feel like four games is a reasonable suspension for him. Uh, anyway, I, I mean, the other thing is this, if we, if we like, were to go through his email and found out he's been doing this for a long time, which he almost certainly has, right? Yeah. If this has like been twelve years of this, now we're talking more than four games. So now, like, let's because we're just doing it based on this one email because that's the only piece of proof we have. But obviously, he's been doing this his whole career, right? Yeah. Why Seems wouldn't pretty he? Be? Clear. I mean, he's making a lot of. He's making twenty million now. He's doing it. Like he was certainly doing it when he was making three million. Yeah. Like, oh my God, that the money's actually worth a little bit of something, maybe to him. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, you know, the taxes is tough, bro. This is like untaxable stuff. Well, it's harder to tax it anyway. I'm sure that he's getting a lot of money under the I'm table. sure he just doesn't think anything of it. Right. But it's so, just... But you're right. But, like, a sociopath kills someone, doesn't think anything of it. That's yeah. not enough. That's not a good enough point. Um, okay. So that's what he... So I think four games, if this is the only thing we can prove. But if we had, like, years and years of email, I would suspend him for a season. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's probably going to be four games. Yeah. That's my guess. I think it's going to be less. I think it's going to be one or two. You do? Yeah. I think the NFL is going to be like, yeah, it's not that big a deal. And I, I, they have a bit of a different moral compass than we do where yes. they think smoking pot is probably worse than this. I mean, Josh uh, Gordon yeah. was suspended for essentially like two and a half years yeah, just for pot. Now, that guy's got problems. He's got don't serious get, problems. Don't get yeah. me wrong. He's got real problems. But as far as we know, it's just for pot smoking, two and a half years. Turns like, out he's an alcoholic, too. Like yeah, and probably other stuff, too. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's probably really bad substance abuse stuff. But... The fact that they didn't give him a chance to even come back is on them and their ridiculous yeah. policies, clearly. And this right? is the, de- the financial defrauding of the fans of their sport. Yeah, that's bad. You kind of yeah. want to look like you're protecting them. It does sort of suck because Eli is one of the famous people in the sport. He's seen – like, people don't hate Eli. People right. may not love him. I but mean, he won sort of the Man a, of the Year award last He's like year. an aw shucks type of yeah. a guy. You know, he, New York is like one of the, your, your biggest market – the biggest market in the world, essentially, right? I mean – For the NFL. Sure. Yeah. Is it the biggest market in the world anyway? Is there is there a bigger market than the end? By population? I mean for TV and stuff. For TV and stuff, I'm I would guess that some city that has a far larger population is a bigger market. Like for Tokyo example. Tokyo is bigger than New York. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Okay. But anyway, the certainly as we said, the N, the NFL's 
biggest market by a fair amount. Yeah. And always will be. Right. Some weird things. I guess there could be some weird things in the future, but it's, we're always off from that. There may be a lot of governmental changes. Yeah. A lot of population shifts. So, yeah, I think Eli's going to essentially get away with this and skate on this without it being too bad. And, I, and my guess is that, uh, like, the major mainstream media sports guys like NBC Sports, Al Michaels, or Mike Tirico in this case, um, Joe Buck, ESPN are not going to make a big deal out of this. No, they're not. Which is a little ridiculous. Like they need to make it. They're supposed to make a big deal out of this, but they're going to yeah. protect Eli, is my guess, unless a lot more stuff comes out. Right. Which sort of sucks. It does. But whatever. Yeah. It's right. as you said. The NFL is weird and it's hypocritical and it's almost seemingly random with how they decide to punish people or not punish people. So. Yep. So there's that. That's the case. Fantastic. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, shall we? Uh, are we done with that? I feel yeah, like I we're think done we're done with that. that. All right. Cool. Let's let's move on to quarter number two. Let's okay. Jump right into it. What do you say? Okay. Let's give some time for the whistle, though. Okay. Okay. We did it. There it is. So we always got to get that whistle in there, huh? So, are we still talking here? We're still talking. I'm just making sure. Yeah. Because the whistle threw me off. Of course, it was, I was loud. Right, I was just gonna. I was just gonna roll right into yeah. it, and then I had to whistle. And so, um, the NBA playoffs have begun, sir. They have, and I'm excited. It's been a good NBA year. The playoffs might be the least exciting part, I guess, because of the Warriors being so good. Yeah. We'll see. We'll I see. I mean, it's probably going to go that way, but maybe not. There was the, the first game against the Trailblazers was close for a while. It went into the third quarter tied. But it was then, 88-88 at one yeah, point. Yeah, but then they kind of crushed the fourth quarter. Well, it's because they're the Warriors. Of course they're going to crush the quarter. They have Kevin Durant. I know. <laughs> I mean, the Blazers, the Blazers could really benefit from Nurkic playing, but he has been sitting, and he sat game one, and he might sit game two. We're not if sure. If Nurkic was playing, you could give him at least a puncher's chance, right? Yeah. But he's not. He's not. And even if he's playing, he's probably not going to be 100%. No, probably not. But the Warriors are weak in the middle. Yeah. So having a they strong... They got Zaza Pachulia. Right. I mean, having Nurkic, even 80% of Nurkic might be enough to really own the middle. I think strongly. JaVale McGee might be their best big man, actually. I mean, that's scary. He's very athletic. I mean, scary for the Warriors players. Yeah. Because right? like, like when you're in the locker room with that guy, anything can happen. <laughs> anything. Did he have an incident in the locker room? I don't think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. So, yeah. So there's been a lot of... Uh, a lot of cool and interesting uh, stuff happening, though, in the league so far anyway. Uh, Boston lost to Chicago. Your Chicago Bulls, my Boston Celtics. Yeah, that was exciting. We watched that game together. And fuck you. Eight seed beats a one seed. And huh. it, was just, it was just one game in a seven-game series. It, so let's not go crazy. Yeah, but it was eight seed beats a one seed. It's true. It was a close game Yeah, throughout. And Chicago... Held on and won it. They actually almost coughed up what like a, a nine point lead. Oh with yeah, about it got, 40 it got seconds way left. too close at the end. It got to within I think two, but Chicago had the ball. Boston. It, I mean, it's a bad indication for Boston. It looks like they. I mean, we already knew this, but they can't really win anything this year with the way they rebound. Oh no, their rebounding is so bad. They're not built to win the title this year. They weren't trying to win the title this year. They're, yeah, they're. They're building for much bigger things in the future, at least as of right now. Maybe they'll end up trading some of their Nets picks for, for stuff to help them win right now. But they are clearly yeah. not built for they're, – they're built to be to win about 53 games, which is what they did, and advance to at least the second round of the playoffs, maybe the Eastern Conference Finals. That's really what they're built for. And it's possible because Cleveland's ended so weak and the Celtics somehow snatched the one seed yeah. that maybe they would end up getting very lucky and making it to the finals. But obviously they get rolled over by whoever's in the finals if somehow it's not the Warriors. Right. The Spurs kill them too, right? I mean, it's not close. If the Bulls win this series, do they have any chance in the next series? Well, they would be playing Washington, I think, in the next series, right? Yeah. And I would expect Washington to crush them. Would probably. You? I mean, I, I thought the Celtics were probably going to beat him, too. There's an interesting thing that happened. Sad. Isaiah Thomas's uh, sister, I almost said daughter. Yeah. His sister was killed the right. day before the game. His 22-year-old sister in a car crash. Yeah. And there's heartbreaking video of him, like, not long before the game, sitting in one of the seats. Avery Bradley, his teammate, he's known since they were little kids, sitting next to him with his arm around him as Isaiah's weeping, basically. Yeah, and he played. He played. Actually, even as they're announcing him, though, he's, like, wiping the tears away from his eyes. Right, but he I mean, played well. He did play well. But there, but Brad Stevens has come out and said Isaiah is questionable for game two, and it's not because of injury, yeah. just because he does not want to put any pressure on Isaiah at all to, like, play in this situation, which is great. And so that is... Really sad for him and sad for his extended family, of course. Yeah. For the Bulls, if we're like take a step back from it for a second, it does open up the possibility for them to potentially win this series. When but that doesn't matter. That. 
It like, doesn't matter to Isaiah, obviously. No, no. What I mean to the Bulls, it doesn't matter if they win the oh, series. I mean, they'd be excited. The, it might even be bad for the Bulls to win the series, right? I mean, no. I well, it depends gonna, like, on if keep they want to group together. Maybe then. Well, that might blow be, it up. It might be good for them to keep Jimmy Butler. He's one of the like top fifteen players in the NBA. Right, but maybe they. But maybe the the way things are going, it's more about moving on and like really blowing it up and rebuilding, getting what you can for him right now, if you can get enough. Of course, it would be better to blow everything else up and keep Jimmy Butler if you could. The problem is he's like twenty eight years old, and he's not going to be on any timeline where you can have. Like, if you bring in young assets, they're not going to be ready to win big time until Jimmy's too old. That's that's a reason to you move. You just him. trade Rondo for Giannis, and you're good to go. Yeah, you know what? I hadn't thought about yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. The Bucks would have to do that. I'm cool. being sarcastic. All right, let's talk about the other one eight series. Okay, so the other one eight series, I, we already kind of did. We did. Blazers Warriors. It's over. Yeah, let's move on to Cleveland Indiana because that's an interesting series. Yeah, somehow Indiana almost won, but I guess the somehow in game one, I guess yeah. the somehow is that Cleveland has been bad and they're not that good right now. It's possible that's what it is. Cleveland was actually in control of the game most of the way through with about a seven point lead almost the entire second half. And then Indiana came storming back down 10 with only a few minutes left. Got it to the point where they were actually winning the game. But Cleveland hit a big shot, and Indiana could not come back and hit. Paul George very upset that he did not take the last shot, even though he passed the ball when he was double teamed, as he should have. Yeah. C.J. Miles got a pretty good look, just missed it. I mean, a really reasonable look. Like yeah. You would take that shot then, all day. And Paul George was... Was a little whiny about it. Yeah, he's sort of gotten over it. A day later, yeah. he came out and said, I'm sorry, CJ should take that shot. I was wrong because he got killed by everyone for yeah. saying that because it was really stupid and really selfish. Yes. It's like, that's a good shot. Shut up. <laughs> you know, but he's competitive. He hates to lose. Yep. It's fair. Uh, other things that happened, Oklahoma City and Houston in the battle of the MVP candidates. Houston your top MVP did team. not look like they were going to give OKC a chance in the series. Yeah. It looks like it's got, uh, like very different quality teams. 31-point win in Game 1. It was actually close at the half. Yeah. Close-ish, and then it really wasn't anymore. Uh, let's see if there's anything else really to bring up here. Let's see. the first From the first games, we had uh, Milwaukee and Toronto playing. Milwaukee upsets Toronto I think Toronto. that might be the most interesting series. It kind of is. The Utah, the Clippers, is pretty interesting, too. Milwaukee's actually. one of the most interesting teams uh, just because they have so much young talent. We actually have a bet. After Milwaukee won this game, Grant and I made a bet about who yeah. would win this series. Grant took Milwaukee, just even money. Yep. I took Toronto. And the main reason why he did this is, I mean, besides the fact that they won the game, of course, is our favorite... NBA Twitter guy, Haralibus, tweeted out that he thinks the Bucks have the best two players in yeah, the series. Yeah, not just John. He's saying Chris Middleton is better than Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan. Which sounds crazy when you yeah. say it. I didn't see the game, and I haven't seen Chris Middleton play too much this year. He's certainly good. I know that. It seems impossible that, that he could be better than Lowry, unless Lowry's still really injured. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, Lowry's so good. Right, I know. So, hey, if that's the case... Maybe the Bucks win the title this year. <laughs> I mean, wow they're they're gonna they would put a real fear into Cleveland in theory if the, if it's true that those two guys are the best two players on the floor. Right? Yeah, I just don't see how it's possible. Anyway, I I took the wraps because I just think like, come on, <laughs> yeah, fair come enough. on. So we'll see. You're up one zero, but it's a really interesting series. I agree, and certainly Giannis is the best player. Yeah, for sure. By the way, I think it's Giannis, and we always call it Giannis. That's not true. I, every time I hear any NBA person on TV call him by his first name, they always say Giannis. I think you're messing with me right now. Okay. But you think that a lot. Yeah, you are. Okay, I got it. I figured it out. Yeah, I'm not. And everyone who's listening who follows the NBA knows I'm not, though. So how do you like them apples? I still think you're messing with really? me. You really think I take this show and just like take yeah, this much time? <laughs> I do. I'm not. I'm not. Everybody but says Giannis. No, we say Giannis. No one else does. Is that true? Yeah. It is. I'm going to figure that out. Okay. Let's move on, though. Okay. Continue to waste everyone's time. Um, anything else in the first round or that's happened so far? I guess the Utah Jazz ended up being the Clippers in L.A. That was interesting. But Gobert got hurt. Yes. And he's. Uh, I think they said he's going to miss game two. Well, that's not good for them. He was hurt in the first minute, and they won anyway. And they're in L.A. They can actually afford for him to miss game two and still win the series. The Clippers just continue to disappoint their fans every year. That's just kind of the thing that's been happening ever since they got Chris Paul. They've always been like a very near super team since they got Chris Paul, and they just never put it together in the playoffs. It's really hard when you know the Spurs and the Warriors are always there. One of those, like the, the Spurs Warriors were, there were for, not there all of those years. Of course not, but the yeah. Spurs were. Yeah, and now and then the Warriors are even better. 
Right. And so that's just like they always had this roadblock, which makes it tough. They finally got by the Spurs. Was it last year? They beat them in the first round, right? Yeah. And then they, oh, actually, Houston beat them in the second round. They didn't even get to play the Warriors anyway, which is on them, I guess. Yeah. That was weird. That was really weird. And then they fired Kevin McHale. Yep. I think that was two years ago. I think my, my timeline's completely wrong with this, but nobody cares, right? Yeah, nobody cares. Okay, cool. Um, anything else we want to say? San Antonio blew out Memphis. That's going to They're going to win mean, that yeah. series. That series is over. Um, any other interesting predictions or anything you want to say about the NBA playoffs? I mean, I've been hearing a lot of people saying Washington is going to come out of the East. Really? Yeah. Who was the? Who are these people? I don't remember. <laughs> what people would say that? that? Sounds crazy to me. They were the four seed. Oh, meeting. it's not. It's not smart people. There you go. It's, I mean, they're people you play poker with. No, it's saying? Charles Barkley. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous, mainly because Washington's really good. They're not. They're pretty much the same as the Celtics and the Raptors, and probably a, a tier down from the uh, Cavs. Yeah. But they're the team that will never have home court advantage whenever they're playing those other three teams. So in the second round and the final round of the Eastern Conference Finals, they're going to be on the road both times. That makes it really hard. And the, and the Cavs are going to go anyway. Come on. Aren't the Cavs just going to go? I hope they don't, but they're going to. You want the Cavs to get the Eastern field? Um. Yes. All right. Let's do it. Okay. We'll figure out the money later. But yes, I'll okay. take the Cavs. You get the field. That sounds good. That's interesting. That's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, I actually want the Cavs to do it anyway because that's the only interesting matchup against the Warriors at all. Because LeBron just could go nuts. LeBron has gone nuts the last two years. He's probably going to go nuts again. I mean, I think the Warriors are probably going to blow him out, but they're certainly going to blow out everybody else. So the Cavs are at least, well, they're the defending champs. So I'm rooting for that. Yep. Cool. All right. We'll make that bet. That sounds good. Uh, Anything else before we get to halftime? No. First round is... Not too many great series, I think. I mean, the first round for the NBA playoffs sucks because it's seven game series, and a lot of them are one eight and two, you know, two seven, and you just know they're not going to be close usually. But it's fun when the eight upsets the one. I mean, it is the Warriors Mavericks series back in the day was amazing, amazing, yeah, and must watch stuff. Yeah, and actually, last season I remember the NBA playoffs were amazing in round one, or like, like, incredible. Yeah, the Bulls Celtics in two thousand nine, Derrick yep. Rose's rookie year when it yep. went to seven games, it was triple overtime. Yep, amazing. Yeah, great stuff. So, so there's that. You're right. And the Celtics end up being the champions, but still barely got by the Bulls. Yep. Pretty cool. Okay. So with that, we're going to go to halftime. We'll come back and it'll be time for Hockey Guy Patrick's segment. NHL time, I suppose. That whistle means it's time for the third quarter. And for the first time, I think ever, we're going to talk hockey on this show. Hacky. Hacky. We're going to talk hockey on the show. What was that? You shouldn't do an accent. All right. I'm just going to be me. It's going to be fine. I'm going to do a Chicago accent because Hacky Guy Patrick over there suggested that I do that. It's pretty good. You're from Chicago. I'm from Chicago. I never really had that much of an accent. (laughs) Never really had one? Did you just do like South African? (laughs) Dude, you you can't break. It's hard when you do that. (laughs) Maybe I'll do a South African accent and you do it. That doesn't make any sense. None of this makes any sense. Don't do a South African accent, Okay. I'm not going to do let's a talk, Before hockey, let's talk about Lou Malnati's. You get okay. yourself a deep dish. Yeah. Get the Lou. Okay. Get the Lou. Okay. Tell him Grant sent you. <laughs> it's really good. It's good. It's good. Stop <laughs> doing an accent, Jonathan. Stop. Jonathan, stop yeah. doing an accent. I can do South Africa. That's So the Blackhawks suck. Yeah, what what's fuck? going on with that? So just to give everyone a little bit of sense of this, the Blackhawks, first of all, it's interesting because the Blackhawks and the Capitals are the two favorites to win the Stanley Cup Finals this year, right? It's 3-1 to one and I think 4-1. to one. No, 5-1. to one. Capitals at 3-1. to one, Blackhawks at 5-1. to one. Blackhawks won the title two years ago, lost in a super tough first-round series against the St. Louis Blues, I believe, last year. Seven-game series. This year, they're the best uh, record in the conference, the Western Conference, and uh, they're in trouble. Yep. They lost the uh, first two games. And uh, one of them, they lost 5 nothing. They That's lost 5 nothing to the uh, fucking what's-his-face. Nashville Predators. Who gives a fuck who it is? They're, they're from Nashville, buddy. This, the Nashville. City of music. Bunch of hicks. Who fucking cares? Bunch of hicks. Yeah. They're not hicks in Nashville. They care about their, their, their music. When I do the accent, I get isolationist. Oh, okay. That's fair. <laughs> That's completely reasonable. That's how it is but... in Chicago. Sure. <laughs> so, you get okay. the, the Malnati's pizza. Yeah. You don't like outsiders. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. That's fair. That's totally fair. So um let's talk about the Blackhawks series first since you're we're you're 
doing the Chicago I'm accent. quite upset about it yeah. um, in a facetious manner. So to be clear, the Blackhawks were 27 games over 500. The N- Nashville Preds were only 12 games over 500. Preds? The Preds, yeah, that's what they call them. Fuck those guys. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, they're down 0-2, and uh, like, what is up, man? They lost Why? 5 nothing in the second game. Chicago had their second-best regular season point total, because you, know, you get points for wins and ties and things like that, ever with 109 points. Now, to be fair, you get points for overtime, even if you don't win in overtime now, which is in ties. You didn't used to get those. But still, come on, man. That's crazy. This is a really good team. They're down 0-2. They, won bo- they lost both games in Chicago. Explain that there, Ditka. I'm not Ditka, all right? You I'm, should take it as a compliment, though. I do. I do. <laughs> Ditka is God. All right. So the Hacks, I don't know. I think it's because hockey is a real man's game. Hockey guy Patrick knows that. So yeah. the players, they can't play as much as the other players in the other sports with, with all their stupid sports over there. Hockey is the only sport where they got to come off the ice all the time because you got to have the second shift in there or else you're going to get, get your face smashed in. I, I don't even understand that with hockey. They play, they like skate for two or three minutes and then get off. Is the conditioning so poor that no one can skate for more than three minutes? These are the best athletes in the world, are they not? What is going on? It's they get millions hockey, of dollars. Hockey is harder than your stupid football or your basketball, all right? Yeah. So you got to get on. You got to get off. You get tired, all right? You I, eat some lose on the side. You feel a little <laughs> bit better. You dislike the outsiders. You get back in there. You score a goal. You dislike the outsiders? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, you do that. <laughs> yes. But I think there is genuinely something to this where uh, it's yeah. hard to do the accent when I'm trying to speak rationally. It's very hard. Um, oh, yeah. It messes you up. Huh? Yeah. So uh, I think something is here. There is more parity in hockey, perhaps, in the playoffs than in other sports. There is. Always not the Chicago. Sparts. Spart- I don't know. I, go- I, I lost it for a Sparts. second. <laughs> I lost it for a second um, because the starters don't play as often. Yeah, I mean, in the playoffs, it's not that unusual for the one seed to lose to the eight seed in in the NHL, but it's shocking if that happens in the NBA, for example, right? Yeah. So, yeah, there is that anyway. Because all the other sports are rigged. Yes. Yeah. Yes, they are. They're rigged. What do you mean? (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) The the NFL is rigged? You know what's not rigged? What? Jim Onan's garages. Nobody, but nobody will give you a better deal on a new garage. Is this like a Chicago local Advertisement. It is. We realize we have a worldwide audience, not yes. just people in Chicago. Yeah. Hockey guy Patrick, probably not from That's Chicago. That's an advertisement either. I used to see growing up in Chicago. So great. That's... Nobody but nobody. Here's something weird. The Predators coming into the playoffs had the worst road record of any playoff team at 17-20-4, but they won the first two games in the United Center anyway. Yeah. WTF. Uh, the bro. Hacks need to uh, fire everybody, start again. So question number one. Will the Chicago Blackhawks win this series? No. What's the what, How much are they going to lose by? What's the final tally? Uh, four games to two. Four games to two. So they would probably take one in uh, one in Nashville and then win game five, something yep. like that. Yeah, that's generally how that thing goes. Yep. All right. Actually, I think they are going to lose, but I think they're going to lose in seven. They're going to win game five and six, but lose in a heartbreaking game seven where they lose all, all but one of their games at home. That'll be good for lose. We eat when we're sad in Chicago. Yes, of course you do. That's yeah. important for sure. Um, okay, there's a few other things to say, and then we'll move on to the other main series here, the Capital Series. Uh, Blackhawks, really, really good, but in a lot of trouble, and it's, it's tasty. I mean, as a Chicago fan, this is like the one team which always wins for you guys. Like in the past five years or so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, not yeah. the, the you know, but, but they only won they only won the cup once. Is it only once? I, they didn't win a few times. I don't know. I'm always drunk. Okay, they won two years ago for sure. I feel like they won uh, like four years ago as well. Actually, but that's possible. I'm not really. I mean, I, clearly we don't follow. I these ate things. too much loose and I passed out. I can't right. remember. Let's move on. Let's switch gears and go to the Eastern Conference for a second. Talk about the 1-8 there because that's also fascinating and crazy. The Washington Capitals, somehow, someway, the big favorite to win. The best record for the second year in a row. The President's Trophy winner, the best record in the NHL in the regular season. They're in trouble. Which president? Um, Trudeau? Trudeau. <laughs> Isn't he a prime minister? Eh, who cares? Eh, same, it's all the same difference. It's all the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, the Caps... Very, very good. They were 55-19-8 this year. That sounds good. They're up against the Toronto Maple Leafs for 47-20-15, so that's pretty good, too. They barely made the playoffs. As we said, the Caps were the favorites at 3-1 to to win the title, according to Vegas. However, 
They barely won in overtime in game one and lost in a double overtime game in game two. Is this series much closer than people might have guessed? I don't know. Those Canadian fucks over there, they're 40 to one. So I don't know. 40 to one, three to one. That's, uh, I should have bet on the, the Canadian fucks. Did you? No. Did you bet on anything? Nah. Why ate, not? Ate some lose instead. Here's something interesting, too. You know who Alex Ovechkin is? You ever hear yes. of him? He's one of the famous guys in yeah, the NHL. He's one of the best players, right? He's been on the Capitals since tw- 2005. They've never made it past the second round. He's been like their big star. That's crazy. That is crazy. That was, that was, that was, that was I don't know. That was like Polish Far or away. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Far, far away. You're doing well overall, but wow. I'm losing Big it. Miss. I'm losing it. Overall, you've done very nicely with it. But um, yeah, so Ovechkin, really, really good. But they are apparently, this is so bad, and they always lose in the playoffs so often that everyone on the team knows that if they don't do well this year in the playoffs, there's going to be major changes. They're going to blow it up, even though they're always the best regular season team, or they have been the last two years. That's crazy. The choking factor is real, maybe. I mean, do you really think that, though? I don't know. I don't believe Tony that. Romo. What about Tony Romo? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's more like it. Um, yeah, it's possible they can still cruise. They're not like the Blackhawks. They're not down 0-2. It's 1-1. But they no longer have home ice advantage, I guess. That was, I struggled for that one. Home ice advantage. That's a thing. You got it. I don't know how much of an advantage it really is, either. Nah. <laughs> Okay. Trying to say as few words as possible. I I think it's more difficult to stay in the accent. I'm seeing that, and, you know, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, why don't we roll on? Okay, so I'm out of the accent now? Yeah, you're out of the accent. Okay, I apologize to everybody. (laughs) No, that was pretty good. You did a nice job. I don't know if I did. I think I used to have a much better Chicago accent. But, you know, life goes on. Does it? I don't know. For some people. For some. For some. Hockey Guy Patrick asks another question, which we're going to jam into the segment as well. It's not about the NHL. All right. Something we actually know something about a little bit anyway. He asked us, what side of the fence do you guys fall on when it comes to college athletes getting paid, and how should they get paid? Equally or according to the sport they play and their position slash stardom, which I think is an interesting question that I don't really hear people talk about when they talk about college athletes. That second part of the question is very interesting. I guess even though Hockey Guy Patrick participated in our bracket, he doesn't listen to all the Sportnados because we've talked about this before. Well, we talked about the first part of it. Yeah, we definitely both think college athletes should be compensated in some some fashion. Absolutely. By the way, he may listen to all the sport natives, but just not remember every single thing we've said. If he's got a life, you know, that doesn't I don't know. I think everybody's life should revolve around a sport nato. By the way, those of you whose lives somehow don't, we are at the sport nato. Right. And that's how you can tweet at us any of your suggestions, anything you want to suggest specifically for Let the Grant Fix It, but as well as just topics or things you want us to know or mention on the show or reactions, all the stuff at the sport nato. At the sport nato. Yeah. Um, all right, so should it be based on the sport, the position? Yeah, let's say like so like the quarterback of the Florida State team, Seminoles, I guess they are, like that's generally gonna be a really good football team, right? I don't know. Are they good still? Ohio State, whatever. Some really good fo- football team, Auburn. Should that guy be getting paid more than the punter? Should that guy be getting paid more than the women's basketball players on the women's basketball team? Yeah, that's a tough question. Gets a little a little It tough. does definitely get dicey there. Yeah. Um, I mean, football actually brings in money. Women's college basketball, except in a few cases, does not. Right? And swimming, most of the sports don't. Football and basketball pay for everything. Right. So it's, it is tough. It is tough. I think there should probably be a baseline of pay. This is where I'm starting, and I'm sure it needs tweaking. Okay. There should probably be a baseline of pay that is distributed equally amongst the players of each sport at a college. So the football players get a certain amount. The basketball players get a certain amount. It's based on how much revenue that sport brings into the college. So they get a percentage. What if uh, the sport brings in zero revenue? Then there's kind of like a you know, socialism aspect to it where that sport gets kind of brought up by the other sports. So, and, so you make a little something. No yeah, but not what. as much as the ones that are making more revenue. Okay. And then the individual players get a percentage of jersey sales that okay. are their own jerseys. So that sort of takes care of the stardom and the position yeah. thing, at least to some degree, right? right? So like the punter, who no one ever, never plays and no one's ever heard of, doesn't get a piece of that, but the quarterback on Alabama, who everyone knows, or the running back, or you know, yeah. Ezekiel Elliott, actually might make a lot of money. Right. But he's sort of earned that in, in a lot of ways, right? Yeah. Although then it sort of comes down to like ESPN knows they're going to be like making and breaking these guys' finances by like how much they feature dudes and 
who they decided to put on the cover of a magazine. Like p- deciding to put which running back to put on the cover of their college football preview issue probably makes or costs someone like right. fifty to a hundred thousand dollars. But that's just going to have to be what we live with. I mean, if if we want the people to get paid at all, I, yeah. I mean, they're currently getting nothing, so that's a really good. It's better point. than that. That's a great point. I think that's not a bad at least starting place as a system. Like, right. I mean, I obviously something... haven't figured out the percentages. Maybe maybe the athletes get like twenty five percent or thirty five percent of the total revenue brought in the from that sport that the college receives and then it's distributed evenly and then the jersey sales determine more money. I mean there may be certain situations where it's more profitable for some players to stay in school than go play to go pro, not pro in the NBA. But if you're playing, let's say, at North Carolina, where and you know you win the national championship, which is worth right. a huge amount of money to the school that wins, and North Carolina, yeah. of course, did win this year. And you're like a backup power forward, and you get twenty five. You're part of that twenty five percent. Yeah, you may make more money sticking around and just for next year and hoping you make the final four again, rather than going to play in like Turkey or something yeah. like that, which is kind of interesting. Like yeah. they set up a different kind of a dynamic, but I guess the truth is these are not amateurs. These are not students. Let's right. not pretend they are. So then yeah. it's fine. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there is an issue with the sports that don't bring in any money. That's a tough one to solve. Yeah. I mean, all I got for that is like, you take a little bit of a little bit off the top of all the sports that do make money and give like a minimum to those, those sports. I mean, it's yeah, it seems fair. I mean, the, the, Star football players are getting paid anyway, right? Yeah. They're just getting paid under the table. They're treated differently anyway. So if they make more money and everyone knows it, they're already being treated differently. Yeah. They're already making more money. So it's not any worse. It just is everything's above board. And the non-star people get money too now. Right. And no one's going hungry. And no one has to pretend that they're like following ridiculous regulations, which sounds pretty good. Right. I mean, like maybe as a start, at least, every NCAA athlete should have their housing paid for. Like on campus housing or something like that. I mean, I think anyone who's a scholarship athlete. Probably yeah, I guess does. that's true. That's probably true. Yeah. So like we need, we've got to do better than that. All it's right. The actual cash given to them, I think, so they can like pay for food and yeah. for things. I mean, I'm, we can't figure it out right now. It's going to take like a team of economists to figure out how to deal with that. I was thinking single pale healthcare for everyone. <laughs> okay. Also, I hereby declare today to be snow day. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Do you yeah. have any other thoughts on on this matter? Um, not really. I feel like you've done a pretty good job. I mostly agree with what you're saying. Yeah, I obviously it's, it's a very rudimentary idea of how to do it, but it's a start. At I mean, least the best part I think of, of it is the, that the players get a percentage of the jersey sales. So the players who truly are making the most money for the sports get some of that money. I mean, it's not always going to be exactly that, but yeah. it's close enough that that's a pretty good way to do it. Yeah. It seems reasonable. There's a lot of guys who's, you know, if you're an offensive lineman, it doesn't matter how good you are. No one's ever going to buy your jersey. So right. that sort of sucks, but you're getting paid instead of not getting paid. You don't have to pretend, you know. Yeah, but that's know. true in the NFL too, right? You get a percentage of jersey sales in the yeah. NFL. And but those guys make a lot of money in the yes, NFL. Yes, they do. Yes, they <laughs> do. Know? I so mean, it's, it's, a tough, it's tough to figure it out perfectly. I mean, do you, what are, what, do you think there's any legitimate arguments for it remaining unpaid, it remaining as amateur athletes? That is an interesting question. Are there any legitimate arguments for it? It's hard to come up with any. I'll say that. I mean, the one thing is, the, I mean, the only legitimate argument I can really come up with is if we're going to pay these guys and treat them as employees, which is what we're talking about really rather than students, why are they affiliated with the schools anyway? They're yeah. not really schools anymore. They're just, they're just professional teams. Yep. And so then we would sort of have the destruction of the whole college athletic system ultimately if, if they were to split off somehow. Yeah. And maybe they ultimately would. Like, why would, why would Lonzo Ball go to UCLA? Can't he just go to, you know, the Nike team then? Yeah. Nike's going to pay a little better, have better coaching, have better facilities. You only work on basketball. You know, that's what Lonzo Ball's there for anyway. Yeah. Like, why shouldn't he just go play for Nike? You know, that's and then it just point. starts to get weird. It does. So that's like what you get to avoid. But our system is so bad and so weird anyway. I think it's fine to burn it all down. Yeah, I, I have think, no problem with I that. I think the we have to burn it all down just because the college athletes get so fucked, especially the ones who don't make it pro, and they spend their time in college trying to make it pro. Like, they're the borderline ones, you right. know, and there's a ton of those people. Exactly. Like, yeah. the guy, the Lonzo Balls of the world are going to be fine, yeah. of course. But it's the the guy on UCLA who's the sixth man who is not the big lottery prospect. Right, who might man. go in the second round if he's lucky. If he's lucky. Or maybe yeah. not ever go in the second round, but 
might, you know, get a look in Russia. Yeah. You know, but maybe won't stick. And even if he does, it's not that great. And how long is it going to last? And what's yeah. he doing with his life? You know? Yeah. But still, the amount of effort and work required for that guy to succeed at the college level, at, at the level that he does succeed, means that his academics are going to be a lot worse than they otherwise would. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe one of the things that should be part of all this is if you play for an institution that you can decide the scholarship that you get can be applied to future the future as well so like you quote graduate whatever you can come back and do four more years anytime you want in north carolina and learn something if you're ready to learn and not be on the team anymore because the whole like you're saying these guys have to practice yeah no one cares about their academics you come back just as a student you're either a student or you're an athlete you're not a student athlete those things don't exist at least with the major sports right the minor sports absolutely you can be a swimmer um, you know, like when I played basketball, I went to Hampshire College. You know, there were twelve hundred kids in the school. I was abs- I was a student who happened to play basketball. You know, I was not an. I mean, there wasn't a student. There was nothing division, going on. Division there. nine. It's division three. Thank you very much. Yeah. We won a game or two. I'll Great. just say that it was okay. <laughs> it was okay. It was all right. I scored a little. <laughs> yeah, that's different. Um, yeah, but, certain, certainly there's a big difference. And the thing about the reason that happens is because the like you know a, a player of field hockey or lacrosse there's not that many financial incentives in the future for them there's not that much money involved in the sport right so the competition doesn't get as fierce because people aren't forsaking their academics in order to pursue that Whereas they know not to do that in, in basketball and football and baseball people have to they're like okay i gotta take a shot at this because this is the only real way to become a millionaire you know right, right absolutely yeah. and, and it's it's one of these things too where i'm sure your coaches are telling you if you really work at this, you could. This could happen for you because mm-hmm. that incentivizes you in the right way, right? Then you might really like. If you're working all the time, you're going to become a better player for them because that's all they care about. They're yeah. just trying to exploit you as long as they can until <laughs> yeah. you're gone, right? Right. So they want you to work as hard as you can and be part of the team and practice constantly. They don't care about your academics. Oh, I hate the system so much. Yeah, it's burn it down. Me. I don't care. Every yeah. anything's better than this. Yep. Burn it down. All right. Okay. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll come back. Do a little LTGFI. It's quarter number four. It's let the grand fix it. But before we dive into that particular ocean of wonder. Wow. That's a big sell. Thanks, man. I wanted to read a tweet from Mike D'Angelo, who this is from actually a few weeks ago now, but I have been away for, what, 15 days or something ridiculous. Seven years in Tibet. Oh, man. He said, at the Sport NATO, I'm the guy who listens despite having no interest in sports. Thanks for giving me dot, dot, dot. Let's call it the Illuminati derailment, which is pretty strong. Yeah, well, I, so we're part of the Illuminati. Deal with it. It's cool. But I would like to point out that I feel like Mike D'Angelo, of all the people who like listen to our stuff, and I know he also listens to our poker stuff, yeah. he's probably gotten the shortest shrift of everyone. Yeah, that's true. Like He writes to us. We've given other people credit for his thoughts, his ideas. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. I don't to know why Mike. that keeps I don't know happening. Why. It's, it's really unfair, Mike, and we're sorry that it's gone this way, but that's what happens. Yeah. But so I just want to acknowledge that and you know say maybe we'll try and do a little better. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, we're going to try. There's no promises here, right? Some, somebody's got to fall between the cracks. <laughs> So far, it's Mike D'Angelo. <laughs> yeah. But maybe no more. Like maybe. Right now, we're just we're shining a light. You know what I mean? So any of any of you people out there who are not Mike D'Angelo, yeah. it might be you next. You might be the next one. We're coming for you, Colin G. West. No, we're not. We're just going to oh, right. forget about you. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Not, not give you any acknowledgement. <laughs> <laughs> it's even better. Yeah. All right. So we're going to get into Let the Grant Fix It Now. This is a course where I post sports dilemmas to that guy. He does his best to come up with fun and creative solutions. We always think it's the best part of the show. It's our favorite part for sure. So Mike D'Angelo. All right. No, I'm kidding. Oh, (laughs) poor guy. I was going to do like, you know, he doesn't get acknowledged enough. How do we? But we just did it. Uh, Okay. This is actually sent in by a listener. Okay. Lauren Tenney writes to us and says, WNBA, why don't people watch it? So we're going to change that slightly to WNBA, get people to watch it. Okay. (laughs) Um, Get people to watch the WNBA. Yeah. Hashtag LTGFI, motherfucker. Let's go. This was kind of similar to something from a couple weeks ago. We were talking about the UConn women's basketball team. No, we weren't trying to get people to watch. We were just trying to make it more competitive because the women were winning all the time. By the way, they immediately lost. I know. We cursed them. Yes. We had a bunch of people tweeted about that, which I'm not going to read right now. But yeah, yeah. So we have cursing powers. It was incredible. I wrote that we're the podcast version of the cover of Madden. 
you know, right. which is pretty sweet too, I think. But uh, but so the, the, this is different. That was so I, better, a team I, better to say, I better say Celtics in five then. There you go. Yeah. Um, we're not trying to get a team to stop being dominant. We're just trying to get people to watch and care about the WNBA. It's very different. Right. Okay. So it is certainly difficult. Um, let's first talk about the hurdles that the WNBA has to deal with. Let's do it. Okay. So of, I mean, there's no women's professional football, obviously. I mean, there's the lingerie league, man. That is, that is watched. People like watching that. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so basketball is a sport where you can see the athletic differences between men and women more easily than in a lot of sports that both play. Like yeah. Women's tennis, unless you're really into tennis, doesn't look that different from men's tennis. I mean, it looks different it enough. It looks pretty different. But not, not as different as NBA versus WNBA. I think it's the, the most stark contrast of any professional sport okay. that, that both play. That might be right. Yeah. So I think a big problem that they have is men's professional basketball has been around for a lot longer. That's what we're used to being, the way professional basketball is played and the style of play. And women just aren't physically capable of the same things men are, at, especially with the like the height, the stuff with like being up above the rim. That's like the exciting part about the NBA. And you know, like what percentage of the WNBA players can dunk? You know, well, not- this this is the most sexist thing you've ever said. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> no, but legitimately, yeah. like it's a very small percentage. A few of them can dunk for sure, but I think it's like maybe we could count the number on one or two hands of players who can dunk in the WNBA that yeah. I'm aware of, anyway. Right, and so it's just a barrier of a certain type of athleticism. Not to say that women aren't more athletic in other aspects in some ways. What aspects? I don't know. Oh, so none? So none. I don't know. So none. Just check it. So you just threw that? You're just saying that to like try and cover yourself? Yeah. yeah I don't know. I, what I, I thought. Don't, I have, oh, you come up with an aspect. I, don't, I didn't say they were more athletic than men. You did. So I'm like, okay, maybe I should phrase it differently. Okay. More capable in other aspects. Oh, I see. So they're what? How, what way are they more capable than men? You are unbelievable right now. <laughs> okay. Let's just stick to what we're, let's stick to, this is great. Thank you. I appreciate what you're doing for me. It's no very problem. nice to try to paint me with this brush. It's yeah. great. I, that's great as a co-host <laughs> and somebody who relies financially on me. Not, uh, I don't rely on anything, buddy. I'm ready to burn down my life. <laughs> Start over. Let's go. I'm moving right. to Louisiana. What I'm saying is that the general public is used to basketball the way it's played in the NBA and the type of athleticism they see in the NBA, and that's just not possible in the WNBA. Right. Right? So I think there has to be some rule changes in Good. order to make the WNBA more exciting to the casual viewer who's used to seeing LeBron James dunk from the free throw line. I'm down. Right? What do we got? Okay. A lot of the proposed rule changes that are kind of the out there ones for the NBA, we could apply to the WNBA and might be more worth doing there to increase viewership. For example? For example, four-point line. Hell yeah. yeah. Either that or like four-point circles, places on the court. I think at one point we did a fix we did. where we had like circles, that, like if it was from a certain place, it was like eight points. We had basically every spot on the floor was worth a particular yeah. amount of expected value in an NBA game. They're all different. Right. They, yeah. So yeah. That, it doesn't have to be that, though. But I think a four-point line Just adding a four-point line in general I think would be great. Yeah. That's I a mean, good start. That's a good start. Um, let's see. What else could we do? Okay, how about this? You want to talk about proposed real, rule changes to make the game more exciting? Yeah. How about we lower the fucking hoop? All right. What if we make it, I don't know if it's nine, nine and a half feet or of nine feet. We do that. Suddenly we're going to have some above the rim play also. Yeah, that's true. And you know what? Like, I understand in the beginning it may feel like a little stupid because we see, you know, but like very quickly we're just going to get used to it and it's going to be a much more entertaining and game. And then it'll mirror the NBA play more yes. and it'll get the casual viewer because you'll have the like going up for the dunk and the person going up for the block at the same exactly. time. All that stuff that that can't really happen right now in the it WNBA. Do- yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think in the WNBA there's been something like nine dunks ever in the history of the league or something. Like, if we lower the rim to some normal... They still, so it's, you know, untouched. Like, very few people can dunk, but, like, now instead of nine people can dunk, something like, you know, 30% of the league can dunk. Yeah. You know, in the NBA, how many people can dunk? Like, 80% of the league, 85% of the league, something like that. Maybe more, more, yeah. Maybe 95% of the league. You don't need it to be that high, but you need it to be a lot of people. And like you said, the block shots, that's the most exciting play, the dunk and the block, right? Yeah. That's awesome, that confrontation. We need to have some of that. Right. But if not that, I think four-point line is not bad. Why not both? Yeah. We Why could not do both? both? We could do both. How about there's a money ball? A money ball? Yeah, you know, like in the three-point competition? Okay. There's a money ball. And so... it just pops out of the ground randomly? Or... <laughs> <laughs> How do we no, get the money ball? Like there's before um, each quarter, they – oh, there's two ways to do this. 
probably this is the the weirder way, and the more exciting way is the second way. So let's do the second way. The last minute of each quarter, the money ball comes out, and the other ball gets put away. So the points are worth more? Points are doubled. It's like double jeopardy. Let's go. That feels a bit too kitschy. It is pretty wacky. Yeah, it's problematic because, especially with a four-point line, one shot, you can make up eight points. That doesn't yeah. seem fair. Well, also, I saw a W. Okay, they need to change their slogan. Let's start with that. What is it? Watch us work? Yeah, watch us work. Ugh. Uh, come on. I don't want to watch. I, you could go anywhere and watch people work. That's not an exciting slogan. Yeah, I think you originally said you could go to like you know a construction site. I'm like, you could go to a restaurant. Dude. Yeah. I mean, there are people working everywhere, right? Yeah. A policeman drives by. That guy's working. Let's not, let's not go with watch us work. Do something inflammatory. Who cares? I mean, like you're like losing what? money every year. The, the WNBA. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. That'll bring attention yeah. <laughs> to the WNBA. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe, okay. Another, maybe something... another structural change we could do to make it a bit more interesting is have... Something that I kind of liked about the XFL was the financial incentives uh, situation for players was mm. different. Like the there were, I think everybody got a base salary, and then the financial incentives were based on your performance, winning, winning. I think you yeah. got paid for winning, right? So we could maybe have financial incentive, like where you fall in the league, ends up being how much your base salary is. And then there's maybe individual financial incentives as well. I don't know if that's going to change the amount of people who watch the WNBA, but that's not a bad idea. I don't know. It's a bit more exciting if the, you know there's money on the line instead of like this person gets paid the same amount every year until their contract is up. I mean, is it that much? More? Oh, my God. He got a rebound. That's worth like another $70. Yeah. Like, who cares? Maybe you know? not. Uh, that's a good try, I guess. Yeah. I think we should get back to the slogan. Okay. WNBA, you suck bricks. Something like that. You suck bricks? Yeah. Who now, says? We're not saying it about them. They're saying it to us, yeah. to the audience. You know, no. we hate Jews. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> that, would be, that would certainly get a lot of publicity. Wow. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, strong. As, you know, as a Jew, I feel I can make that joke. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't. I you, can't, you can't make that joke. I well, can't. I mean, I think it's okay if you make that joke, but maybe other people might have. Probably an issue not. With that. But um, but I can definitely get away with that. So I did. Congratulations! You, you laughed. Did it. it was funny. <laughs> so did, the audience laughed at that one. That was a good joke. Probably. But you know something? You were saying inflammatory, so I'm just going there. You know, right. WNBA. You know, kids are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to do with basketball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know. You know, <laughs> we would we would kill our firstborn if we could. The WNBA. <laughs> it's not bad. Yeah. That makes them sound tough. I would see that. I would want to watch them play. Have you ever seen roller derby? It's intense. It is yeah. crazy. I can't believe people don't die. I've seen yeah. it once, and I, I was sort of shook by how many times I thought someone was going to be, like, carted off, you know, on a stretcher and taken away to the hospital. And they somehow got up. And they're all, like, 26-year-old women, right? Yeah. And they take shots that I can't believe they, you know, they don't really get badly hurt by. Maybe they right. do. Maybe they're all concussed and stuff. They probably are. Yeah, of course they're concussed. They're doing it for no, like no money either. Yeah, yeah. Passion, passion for the sport. It's yeah, but there's something like really incredible about that. So like, yeah, you know. But I think the most viable thing, because obviously the WNBA is not going to make their slogan "fuck you" or you know something about a certain race of people or <laughs> group of people, uh, but. So that's not a real viable solution. I think right. rule change is the most viable way to make it more interesting to the casual viewer. Yeah. Um, it's hard to come up with stuff besides lowering the room and adding a four-point line. I mean, could you have a rule that men are allowed to play, but there's a height restriction? No. So they're like, no, that's to be five feet or lower, that's five a, feet or shorter? No, that's a bad rule. I mean, I would watch at least one of those games. I'll tell you, I'd want to know what the heck was going on there. Yeah, I guess that would We're be... We're just talking about trying to increase viewership. Yeah, yeah. that would increase... But that would be like a different sport almost at yeah, that point. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's not really the WMB yeah. anymore. Yeah, okay. I was going to... I'm not going to go in the direction. Okay. I was really, we've been pushing the offensive thing anyway. We were about to really dive into it. I could it, tell so. what you were going to do. Really? Let's not. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Um, any other solutions? Uh, Get more people to watch. Um, could every time Donald Trump tweets about anything, people like retweet it. Could we find a way to get him to tweet about the WNBA? They're going to have to say some pretty awful things about him. Yeah. But they could do that. Some of them could do that. I don't know. Yeah. Got to get a WNBA player getting interviewed on Fox News, which Donald Trump watches. Right. And then saying like, fuck Trump or something. Or maybe they could be supportive of him. And then he retweets that. Nobody cares about those, though. You're right. No one cares about any of that. Yeah. 
uh, people who the people who are you know reading Donald Trump's tweets probably not super interested in the WNBA anyway, even with these rule changes, probably right. I don't know. Maybe if we had some guns. Oh, okay. Now we're talking. <laughs> so rule change. Rule change. <laughs> one weapons. player per team gets a everyone a, gets a not a gun, no but weapons. No, one player per team gets a knife. The team decides who before each game. The other team doesn't know until the knife is revealed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and you can't kill everybody on the other team. That would be unfair, right? But you are definitely allowed to try and, and kill. In at least fact, one it's person. a technical foul if you kill somebody. You're supposed to only yeah, you just can only hurt cause them. pain. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And if you do anything, which is like if they're out like a certain number of games, you're probably gonna have to miss like half those games. Right. Too. Like every other game that they're out, you miss. So like you're really not trying to incapacitate them past just being really afraid of being hurt <laughs> by you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Hmm. That just reminds my grandmother, who is 90 years old, played basketball when she was in high school. So, like, way back in the day. And just, like, last year she was like, yeah, there was this girl that I used to play against all the time. And I really didn't like her because she would hide a safety pin in her uniform and stab me with it while we played. <sighs> like, that's crazy. That's, that's what happened. I mean, I, uh, high school. Yeah. Why, why would anyone care enough in high school? I don't know. It's really weird. Yeah. That's so, awful. Not, but doesn't, doesn't it, sound like a nice person. And, of course, the problem with that is safety pins, you can't really see them on TV. You need a yeah. much bigger, sharp, sharper implement. <laughs> really, you know, Maybe, just like the yeah. basketball. You can see the basketball from even far away. You need a, like, a, it's really not a knife. It's like more like a crocodile Dundee type knife or a machete. Wow. That it's would got be dark. incredible. It's got dark. Yeah. Well, it always gets dark. <laughs> you, it? you bring it to the dark places. Yeah. Yeah. I do. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. I, I enjoy that about this show. All right. We fixed it. Yep. Guns, guns <laughs> knives, There's and your four answer. pointers. There's your answer, Lauren Tenney. Enjoy. Enjoy yeah. your your new WNBA. We got next. Um, <laughs> was that their old slogan? That was one of their first slogans. That's yeah. better than watch us work. Yeah. They're, yeah. You know, they're trying different things. Yeah. We got next is okay. It's not great. How about like ball into the wall? And <laughs> that's good. Ball right? into the wall. Yeah. yeah. Wall in. Ball into the wall. In. No. I think it's pretty good. All right. Let's uh, end it here. Thanks for listening to the Sportnado. You can tweet at the Sportnado. We'll be back next week. When are we going to be back? Sunday? No. No, Friday. Friday. Oh, so we'll be back this week. Yeah. Okay. So we know we were really late with this one. I was away. Things got messed up. I don't know. Grant's lazy and sick all the time. We're going <laughs> to. Thanks. <laughs> he doesn't love that, but it's true. Um, so we'll, we'll see you guys on Friday. See you later. <laughs>